Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hooray! Hello! Welcome to the show! It's Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. All the cool kids call it Rehef, though, madam. No, not you. Okay, fair enough. I refuse to do so. Uh, Colin's brother's in the front row, sitting nearly in Colin's seat. Uh, looks like he's, can't, where's, he's not in today. Oh, look, he usually sits there. Is he there? Sometimes I can see him, sometimes I can't. Uh, so, uh, welcome. Uh, this is uh, this penultimate show. It's the 49th ever uh, Rich Chang's Edinburgh Fringe podcast. You're just one day away from being at the 50. It's going to be a big celebration tomorrow. We've got Rumpel on tomorrow. If, if you listen to the... If, I'm going to just talk to Rumpel tomorrow. If you listen to the first series, you may be aware of him. Um, quite hard to talk to him for, for 40 minutes. I think I might not make it. He's a street performer, a slightly unusual man. But I'm going to give it a go, so it'll be worth coming along to that. There's lots of things I'm giving away today. If you're here in the room, not at home, uh, the usual Go Faster Stripe stuff. Uh, what is Love Anyway? Brilliant show. Uh, the Minotaur, uh, Collins and Heron, Best of Earth, Wind and Fire, and Stuart Lee's 90s Comedian. Uh, and, uh, and that's what he calls it, don't laugh at him uh, That's not what he wants uh, And a few CDs and some tickets to Michael Legg and Lucy Porter uh, If you're at home uh, and you like Fist of Fun uh, Even if you're here and like Fist of Fun The second season of Fist of Fun is uh, now available for pre-order At gofasterstripe.com uh, Some people on Twitter don't like the word pre-order They think it's a tautology But it means you can order it in advance It's, quick, it's a quicker way of saying that You stupid twats uh so um language changes get over it so um <laughs> so that'd be free if you want to go and order that that'd be fantastic go for strike uh, sponsor this but also pe- for people here today if you're not doing anything at 8 15 you can guarantee that you can come i've got free tickets to see that's all free tickets to talking cock yeah so i'll give those out after the show and anyone who wants one up to 50 can have them so uh we might have a sort of fight mud wrestle I'll give, just give them, the, the blokes can have them and the girls then have to mud wrestle. For <laughs> that is sexist. Yeah. Uh, so I won't do that. But uh, so if, uh, hopefully if you want one of those, you'll be able to get one of those. That'd be terrific. And there's a pack of love hearts as well, a small pack of love hearts. <laughs> that is also one of the prizes. And a pterodactyl sort of style uh, gliding flying machine. <laughs> it's a pteranodon. Is that a real thing? I mean, I've said it wrong, so it doesn't help. Terra not Terra Nodden. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> Had enough of you pedants out there. Get get on Twitter and tweet me about it. You couldn't even pronounce Terra Nodden right. Um, so um, I, it's very. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm a slightly grumpy mood. I've been out. Um, I'm actually I was in quite a good mood. <clears throat> but I went and got drunk last night for the first proper time. So uh, this, is, this show is going to suffer as a result. So you'll be glad you get those free tickets to my other show, which is at least written. God, these people are very angry already with me. They're furiously angry. Um, uh, so not much has been going on. I did, uh, yesterday I, did a, uh, I hosted a panel show up there for, called Puzzled, about where you just had to fill in um, crosswords without any clues. It was, it's like crosswits. Uh, but in Crosswits, do you remember, remember Crosswits? Tom O'Connor, again, this is my 1970s nostalgia comedy about things that people don't remember. It was hosted by Tom O'Connor. It was like a crossword-based uh, sort of tea time panel show. No? No one? Yeah, some people remember it. That, that, it's no good if some people remember it. Then this is a pointless routine for me. I, I'm really interested in doing routines about things that only I remember and no one else does. But Tom O'Connor got into trouble because um, he had sex with quite a, quite a young girl and he was had quite a... Well, not that young, but 
much too young for a 45-year-old man or whatever it was at the time. But, you know, I've already done all that, so uh, it's, uh, I've done it the wrong way around. <laughs> It'll come out. Oh, yeah, yeah, we knew about that. Uh, so, um, so hopefully something will come of that. And, um, yeah, I had lots of whiskey last night. It's good, isn't it? Anyone like whiskey? Yeah, some Scottish, the Scottish people. That's why you're called Scotch, isn't it, of course, because of the... Because <laughs> you love... Yeah? Uh, <laughs> God, I'm really whipping them up into a frenzy. We've been... Um, <laughs> I've been talking backstage with uh, my uh, comedian friends about my... I've, I've written a blog about it today about my... I think that the people who come to Edinburgh and make hundreds of thousands of pounds, the comedians, should pay the rent of everyone else who, who doesn't make that hundred thousand pounds or I rent out a big do you think if, you live like, if the people there's about five or six comedians who've come up and they'll, they'll have made you know quarter of a million pounds hundred fifty thousand pounds for the month I'd say that was too much money for the Edinburgh Fringe when it's a, they're a bit like the bankers in uh, you know the equivalent of the bankers they're kind of making lots of money whilst everyone else starves and I thought it'd be quite a nice gesture to, if they kind of gave twenty thousand pounds each back rent out student halls everyone could live there for free who wanted to what do you think you with me? Yes, sir. Good idea, Rich. Well done. And also, if you people in Edinburgh stop charging so fucking much for everything, that would also help. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm going to try and cheer up and be nice. Would you like me to be nice from now on, madam? Have you come to the podcast before? Yeah. Yes. Are you, are you sisters? You two? Yeah, yeah that's nice. Are you, is it, are you, are you, are you a mum? Are you? Come with your mum. That's nice, isn't it? Have you, have you heard the podcast before, madam? Your yeah, friend was ill, so you've come. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to waste a ticket, do you? <laughs> Have you listened to the podcast before? You were here yesterday, huh? Oh, you come back for more, so that's all right. Uh, what's your name, madam? Laura. Laura, that's a beautiful name. Uh, do you fancy having a new stepdad? <laughs> that's the way I work. I'm moving on from you two. You haven't brought your mum for ages. It's, like, it's a little thing I kind of try to... I come to Edinburgh, sort of marry sort of more mature, old women. And... Um, <laughs> Then they die, and I inherit all their money. That's it's like a little scam I've got going. And then I have, then I, I get off with their daughters. <laughs> that is that is the plan. What do you think? Are you up for that? Are you a married woman? No. <laughs> are you are you are you married? You got married yet? No. So well, there's still a chance. What a weird man I am. Uh, <laughs> so so you know, I'm probably still drunk at the moment by the by the looks of, th- but. Uh, you, is this your dad? Are you here with your dad? <laughs> I know you're not. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so anyway, look, we're having, we're having some fun. You see, that's why it's worth coming along with people at home, because you get brilliant visual jokes like that one. <laughs> he's just got no hair. He's, he's not that old. Uh, so uh, look at this, mate. Hey, remember? Remember this? Oh, 45, I am. Look at that. Oh. Going a, li- it's a li- going a little bit grey, uh, just a t- Just there's a little fleck of grey in there. Now, if you look, if you look very closely, just a tiny fleck of grey. Uh, as long as there's not light shining right on my head, as there is now. Look, oh, well, this is exciting because um, last uh, uh, Edinburgh we had one podcast that basically got lost, uh, that got recorded badly. We're kind of hoping it doesn't happen again, or it'll start to look a bit rude to the person. Uh, but Phil Nickel was the guest, and if you can listen to it, but it's like it goes like sort of like listening to a fax machine or a Scottish person talking. So. It's um, it's. Uh, I think that might be an Al Murray joke, so I'll uh, I'll credit him for that. Uh, so, um, uh, but hopefully we'll get a proper chat with him. You'll be able to listen to what he's got to say. It's his fault that Rumpel came on last year's show, and so it's his fault that Rumpel will be on tomorrow's show. So uh, this is an apology in advance that it is Phil Nichols' fault. What is going to happen tomorrow? We please welcome the incredible Phil Nichols. It's Phil Nichols. 
got a hairy chest. He's a very handsome man. Look at that, thank you. Canadian, another Canadian. I am Canadian. A few Canadians. We've had a few Canadians. There are a lot yeah. of Canadians doing well, comedy. Well, I was born in Scotland, actually, but, ah. I, but I grew up in Canada. I'm an immigrant. You're like a sort of Mike Myers figure. Yeah, except Mike Myers, I think, was from Liverpool, his family. Oh, okay. Right? So we, we knew them, actually. I knew Mike, no, Mike uh, um, and his, his brother is actually Paul Myers was in a band called the Gravelberries that was supported my group, Corky the Juice Picks, for quite a while oh. and was also quite close to friends with the Bare Naked Ladies. So Toronto's a very small town. It all goes together. I, was, yeah. I guess I thought Mike Myers was Scottish because of his brilliant... Scottish accent. Uh, he does. I know it's in, good. Just it was so. So I married the expert. Heat. So heat. Um, so have you been? How's Edinburgh? Yeah. Been? Oh, it's been. I've had a really good one. I've got a sound bite, which is this is great. I've never I've been able to use it, and here I am at the last weekend. But it's been. I've done twenty festivals. Wow. Uh, this one, it's not. It's not the best, most amazing one I've had, and it's by no means the worst one I've had. It's in the top ten. How's wow, that? How's that's that? That's good. Yeah, no, it's totally meaningless. So brilliant. <laughs> but it just puts everyone at ease because at least I've given you an answer. Yeah. Well, wait, what year did you? I've done. Tw- this is my twenty-first actual fringe. It's my twenty-fifth yeah. anniversary. So okay. we've done nearly nearly the same amount, but yeah. I've done one more. Uh, then you just want to point that. What, what, what year did you first come up? I came nineteen ninety one. Right, nineteen ninety one. I took the year two thousand off because the year before in nineteen ninety nine, I'd been having quite a good run, and I decided to do a puppet show, um, but not with puppets, with me being a puppet. The, the, you know, the same way. The idea was, <laughs> the idea was that the puppet. Um, I came out of the closet at the beginning of the show. Did like a scene with the audience where I come out of the closet, uh, and I could do the the, the stereotypical come out of the closet monologue, but then say I'm. A puppet, and then and then and then proceed for the first time ever. A puppet does a human show, over uh, yeah. So I didn't come back the next year. Um, <laughs> Sounds amazing. I want you. To I had again. blue. I had blue hair. I dyed my hair blue and drew lines on my face and danced around with the audience. And then did it was a monologue show basically and. Uh, didn't really work. It was, uh, <laughs> but one of my fi- my favorite things is Mark Lamar uh, was uh, came up at, at Edinburgh. You know he used to have the, the slick back hair, and uh, you know I'm, I've known Mark for a long time. And he was just with a in, with a group of comedians. He just sat staring, and he, he used to really make fun of me all the time because he's quite sarcastic. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, and he was just staring, like looking at me. Like I knew he was going to say something bear. So as he's talking, knowing he's about to insult me, I just stared at his hair because I thought, well, my hair's blue and stupid, but look at yours. <laughs> Get in, what year are you living in? But anyway, um, so I, I, I just... I was t- that the worst? Would you say that was the worst? No, did? the worst one was when I did my, uh, my double act show with my off-and-on-again uh, girlfriend, Janice Fair. We did a show called Free Dumb. Yeah, D-U-M-B. Yeah, get, get it? Do you get it? And uh, where we were, we, we were trying to, we did a satire of a, uh, we did a parody of a political satire show because we thought, <laughs> that'll make sense. Uh, <laughs> so we, we pretended to be two people, two performers who were so into the, who were trying to, trying to get on the bandwagon of political satire that did it so badly that we tried to sell freedom as a product. Uh, to the audience, yes, exactly, and uh, and I, and, I, and it was that year I lost so much money that year. Um, I can tell you, it was probably like fourteen and a half thousand uh, pounds. Um, that that I, I was on my way to Glasgow to do a gig. Tommy Shepard was driving me there uh, to try and make some of the money back. He, he was giving me gigs in Glasgow. Um, that he said, "Why don't you come to the stand and you will ne- not ever lose money ever again?" And that's what's happened. And I'm still here and uh, at the stand with uh, with the. Um, the wonderful uh, Stan Staff and Tommy Shepard behind yeah, me. It so, is good. Yeah. It's good. It's good if you can get here. It's a fantastic place to perform and be and work and with grown-ups looking after everything. Yeah, and, <laughs> I've, and, I've, and I've, 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 it's been seven years and I've nearly made that £14,000 back. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but that's what Edinburgh's about, isn't it? It's about experimenting and taking chances and then, you know, 
hopefully after some time not losing money anymore. So yeah. that's it. it's kind of... Well, experimentation for me, the, the whole festival is about experimentation. I think a lot of it's lost. And we and you probably have covered this till you're blue in the face. But the commercial, uh, commercial element of it is only one side of it. And the really exciting stuff is when you get watching someone fail. And unfortunately, we don't support that as much as punters because it becomes quite expensive. But, you know, that's why the free fringe has been fantastic. And it allows people to go and, and fail and get... The only way of getting better is... It's cliche, but you only get better if you fail. And I, I, I work as a comedian throughout the year at comedy clubs and play to, you know, drunken festival people all the time. Uh, to come here to Edinburgh, it's nice to try actually try something different and try and find other ways of being amusing. And, and, and like I said, I don't know if you've seen Simon Munnery's show this year, the filmmaker. Uh, absolutely brilliant and, and really different. And I haven't seen anything like it. One of the best shows I've seen um, in, at, you know, in the last five years. Brilliant. Yeah, he's doing some money and he's also doing his Conceptor kind of Conceptor. Is that what yeah, La like Conceptor, yeah. Um, so at an art gallery. Dining yeah. experience without food, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's... Uh, He's you know he's really embracing it, but I guess when you come you know, when you do get lucky enough to come and work at the stand, then that gives you a bit more freedom to do that because you don't end up losing money here even if you do very badly. Yeah, although so. although <laughs> I was really pleased, I was really pleased with the um, with the awards list this year. They've they, they actually I think it's maybe coming around again because the experimentation that the lot, lot of the people on that list are people who have been experimenting for years and have now consolidated those experimental ideas into really t- tight, fun, hot shows that the general public uh, don't. Don't mind seeing, or not, don't mind seeing, want to go and see. So I, I, maybe, it, maybe it's a good, maybe that's a really good thing. Yeah, it's good. The awards proved uh, of the three awards, all men won. So again, it proved that men are funnier than women. But absolutely, yeah, but absolutely. But two, but, of, but, two of the but, men didn't speak at all. So that, that's, I don't know what that says about th- men. Th- that's, that says that they're, they're, they're definitely not women. That's what that says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up! It's a joke. <laughs> Tony, Tony Law's a lady boy. Anyway. <laughs> No, but boy, lady, a lady, lady, gal. He's got a big beard. That's all I know <laughs> about him. And you, well, you won the award, of course, a few years ago. How many I years did, ago was uh, it? That was in two thousand and six. What was it called then? Was uh, it, it was called the Naked Racist. Oh, oh no, the, the award. The award was called. <laughs> My show was called the Naked oh, yeah. Racist. Thank you. No, the award was. Oh, this is great. I won it the year it became the F dot Comedy Award. Uh, changed from Perrier. They lost the sponsorship, which was good for me because I thought well, then I'm not tied to the Nestle thing, la la la, and, and, you know. Uh, and then F dot Com was Halifax Bank, which of course went under. So then it changed again just after I won it. So I'm like sort of like the George Lazenby of comedy <laughs> award winners. The one that everyone goes, who's that? I don't remember that guy. Did, did it make any difference to you winning that award? Um, no. No. Uh, it was. Re- it, it made a difference to me personally because I, I live, was living my life as being a... So I, I, what I felt, honest, queen, quite honestly, uh, not to be too dramatic, but it's kind of a washed-up, uh, has-been comic who was just sort of on the fringes of uh, of real comedy, and I was actually thinking of uh, sort of moving over, trying to move into other areas of performance so that I didn't have to put myself through that that paranoia that no one liked me and then I won that award and I thought you assholes <laughs> I've been living this dream of being a really hated person and now I discover everyone likes me oh no so it was good for me on a personal level because it made me realize that people did appreciate what I was doing and so I kept doing it mm. but I guess yeah. you also use Edinburgh in a, re- a really great way because you do lots of plays and acting as well so you always do it and you seem to do a play as well as a stand show pretty much every year is that or yeah we, we started doing we, we, I started the Comedian Theatre Company because of uh, I was very lucky to have a relationship with a guy called Owen O'Neill 
O'Neill, who's who's also doing a show at the Fringe. Um, he's an older Irish comic who was doing these amazing one-man shows yeah. of uh, personal shows, but before storytelling was the the thing to do at stand-up. And I was really inspired by him. And he, in a long conversation one night, I told him that I had trained as an actor, which is what my goal in life was to be when I was a teenager, was to be a stage actor. And he auditioned me for a part in 12 Angry Men. And on the day we did the reading, Rich Hall was supposed to play the racist character, didn't show up, so they let me read it. And I think, um, I just, you know, I've, got, I've done a lot of cold reading and I've kind of trained for it. They were all blown away, and so I got the part. And from that, I went on to start starring in plays and um, started to form my own theatre company. And so it's, yeah. I, that's actually what I prefer to do. And the comedy is just sort of funding that. Uh, acting tends to be even a bigger loss, to be honest. Than, sure. Yeah. But you were in uh, the, the fantastic uh, Monty Python, is it called The Holy Flying Circus? I, w- uh, I was, yeah, last you year. You played yeah. Terry Gilliam. I played Terry yeah. Gilliam. Yeah. Yeah, play so Terry Gilliam if he's <laughs> listening. Terry, <laughs> this is how you sound. <laughs> did you see, did anyone see this? It's an amazing documentary. Well, it's not a documentary, but it's, it's yeah. almost a documentary because it's about, a tra- you know, it's about this... True life. Uh, it's about, yeah, it's about it's, yeah. It's about it's about Tony Roach wrote it. He's the guy that wrote uh, in the loop and uh, thick of it and stuff. He's an amazing writer and he's written sort of a pastiche or a. a, 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 a no, I don't know. It's like a love letter to Python. Um, so it's got Python esque moments to it, but it's the it's based around that um, uh, debate that happened when they made Life of Brian yeah. with uh, Malcolm Muggeridge and the uh, Bishop of Suffolk and yeah. and the Pythons, where the Pythons actually look like really nice men and, and the religious guys <laughs> look like total dinks. <laughs> They make total dinks on themselves. But they do. They show when they showed it. They showed also the the original uh, the program they as well. D- they did which afterwards. Which is sort of fascinating because it was. Uh, d- uh, Tim Rice was hosting it and he was sort of a bit out of his depth. Yeah. I think he was the yeah. temporary host of it and there's loads of things going wrong. And he, like a screen came up for ages. Yeah. And then he, he went, oh, well, that hasn't worked. <laughs> and he had right. a, I think we genuinely had a phone on his desk and all that sort of stuff. But it was, but it's so amazing because the guy, they, was, they were a little bit drunk when they, I think, the, the bishops. They and, were and then they admit afterwards, the story is <clears> they admit after the um, sla- slagging the pythons who come across as looking, you know, uh, Michael looking like one of the nicest people in the world, they... They then admitted that they'd missed the first 15 minutes of the film when they went to see the viewing of it anyway. So they missed the bit where they see Jesus on giving the Sermon on the Mount and uh, and um, Brian's at the back and there's people going, speak up, we can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they look over it. So it, it's, it's already obvious that it's not about Jesus. It's a parody of the concept of messiahs. And uh, they missed it because they were drunk and missed the, <laughs> missed the opening. I love that. I really oh, I just I love the religious. <laughs> I really do. They don't need not so much the Pope, but the rest of them are okay. They don't need facts to no. make decisions. They no, just, they, they, don't just, need, they just doesn't need to be factual. <laughs> you already believe in a big jellyfish in the sky, so, I mean, or a blue monkey. So I mean, what, the facts aren't going to affect your judgment at all. So I'm asking all of my guests this question this year. It's a different question than last year. I'm going to get it in now. Okay. If you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to, Phil, you're being forced to have sex with an animal, but you can choose whichever animal it is. You, you, what animal would you have sex with? It could uh, be a species or an uh, individual animal, if uh, you like. Uh, well, um, I was going to say koala, because oh, yeah. at least you get a cuddle. <laughs> uh, but then I thought they got the spiky things, and I thought maybe a sloth because it couldn't get away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty! Chase me, chase me! No, I don't have to. <laughs> and do you watch or an octopus? Do you watch Doctor too. Who? Do you know the, t- the TV show? Uh, no, I haven't really watched much of it. No, no. I also ask. Know? I also ask if you had to have sex. With a Doctor Who alien, a non-humanoid Doctor, a- Doctor Who alien, which one would you have sex with? Oh, I don't Do know. Yeah, it's hard. Well, if you I'd be, I think it would be. I'd probably be one of the dialects, the dialects, because yeah. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Scousers. 
<laughs> I always think they sound as exterminate. <laughs> exterminate. So you get them to t- talk dirty. <laughs> talk dirty. <laughs> Is it just me or does Scouts does not sound like the dialects? Exterminate. <laughs> exterminate. <laughs> it's just you, but this it's good. It's good. It's you know what? It's I, I tried. I've done that joke many, many yeah. times. Never. This is the first time I got a laugh. So. <laughs> Maybe okay. I finally found a forum for my Scouse dialect material. They love Doctor Who so much in this room that any just if it, they hear it mentioned, they'll be they'll be smiling Ooh. straight away. They love they love that kind of thing. I loved Doctor Who when I was growing up, when I was a little, little boy, and I lived in Canada, and you didn't really get much British stuff. And you could only see British programs on PBS, on the American uh, Public Broadcasting Network, and um, and I always got Doctor Who annuals sent over from relatives here in Scotland and, and I just I, I was fascinated by it but I haven't kept up I don't I haven't known the TV in about 15 years now oh. so I don't keep up on that, that kind of program I, I do watch DVDs and series of you know um, uh, Breaking Bad and all these kind of more yeah. modern things but Doctor Who isn't one Craig of them Craig Campbell also doesn't have a TV in for about 15 years well, we, we make that we, decision together we lived together yeah. for four and a half of those years right. yeah we chucked it and we actually realised we had a household which had sort of a touring company of comedians coming through it uh, Glenn Wool, Tony Law Steve Hughes uh, Reg Hunter, Brendan Burns, Andrew Maxwell, Ed Byrne. We'd all hang out. We'd just sit around and talk. And I realized we're far more entertaining for each other than, <laughs> than TV. Well, so, good... Sorry, Doctor Who fans. <laughs> I'm thinking what we... would you do? you got to watch Doctor Who or sit and listen to Glenn Wool and Steve Hughes arguing about a concept <laughs> that it... neither of them know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Matt Kirshen, ladies and gentlemen, he's he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But it's true. We had we had this really wonderful thing where we we realized we got rid of it. Me, it was me and Kerry Marks and Craig. We got rid of our t- TV, and, and we just because then what what do you do? You have to read a book, play the guitar if you're by yourself, or or do something. And then what, we almost always had a group of people in our lounge room always discussing some ridiculous topic, um, and that was entertainment for us. Yeah, no, sure. If, if we all had that group of friends, then we pro- might all get rid of our TV. Well, well I tell you what, for a very small amount of money, you guys could have us come around your houses. Um, I got an idea. Why don't they put us on TV? Yeah. Are you listening, Channel 5? You might. I was going to say BBC. And I thought they'll never put us on the BBC. Ha- Channel 5, maybe. I'll do it topless. The thing um, is, you might be on TV, but you haven't got a TV, so you don't know you're on. That's the thing. That's you, you, you better buy one and watch and I see just, if you're on. That's true. They Actually, might be filming you 24 hours a day. This is on. I, 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 am on <laughs> I am on the odd TV thing, but it tends to be on channels that don't have enough money to have real programming, so they repeat that thing nine million times a day. So I'm on TV a lot on sort of, uh, you know, Dave. Yeah. I'm actually not on Dave, um, don't think. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. The nice thing about Twitter is someone will always tell you when you're on TV, even if it's like three o'clock in the morning. Someone yeah. will tweet you, go, "You're on TV." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thanks. Yeah, I've got to go and Mine's turn that on there and watch be- it. You're, I- <laughs> you're being shit on TV. <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. The thing is, for me, I know I can. You know, it's the same for me. I can. I've got me to entertain myself all the time. Imagine yeah. how brilliant that is. Oh. You just get an hour of this. I can. I get the twenty-four hours a day. Yeah, of exactly. Of me wittering on. My wife. <laughs> I tell you, my wife loves it. My wife. Just, yeah. You only get an hour. My wife just goes. Oh, please do talk more. About yeah, yeah, exactly. Do yeah, more yeah. of your do funny jokes. He actually. He actually <laughs> tapes everything he says. Um, <laughs> all around the house. It's all mic'd up and ready to go. It's his personal podcast, which she then listens back to when she's not around. <laughs> Don't want to lose any of the gold. It's gold. <laughs> Don't want to lose any of the gold. 
You've yeah. got to wade through a lot of shit to find <laughs> that tiny bit of gold. Yeah, you do. Uh, but it's there. That's the beauty of it. it. There is some there. There is some there. I really wish... I do think with the, with the rise of the internet that we have a lot more options to for how we watch things and what we watch. And I, I really would... I really do wish people would sort of try and wean themselves off TV. When you stop... When it takes about six to eight months, but when you finally stop doing it, you realise how intensely... Uh, addictive it is, and when you go to someone else's house or you're in a hotel room and the TV goes on, you can't all go like I'll be, you know. And I, I, you're getting invited around to people's houses and they put the TV on while you're eating. It's weird. Oh, why are you doing that? It's like, <laughs> like wouldn't you? Can we just talk? Am I that dull? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me tell you about freedom. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever think of doing the freedom and the puppet show at the same time? <laughs> so it was the puppet talking the about puppet freedom. For no freedom. To, well, the idea, the, the idea of the puppet, I thought was a really sound idea. The idea of the puppet wanted was never able to be human, kind of like the Pinocchio story. And he, and so he was basically breaking down the elements of uh, human re- uh, relations and the state of be- uh, human beings to try and f- copy it. And I had this wonder. My favorite scene in the show was the crying scene where the puppet could never had never cried and never experienced any emotions but he realized that like laughing's uh, uh, contagious sneezing's contagious laughing's cry- and crying maybe crying's contagious so i get the whole audience really serious and go i want you to think of something really horrible that's happened and i sat on a stool and i want you to lean in and i want you to th- and if you can get guys can get yourselves to cry maybe i'll get to cry and i had this whole at a comedy show yeah <laughs> it didn't work uh, <laughs> And I could never quite get myself to cry, but I had people really trying really hard, looking really horrible and thinking about, you know, the school bus accident they were involved in when they were a child. There seem to be a few people crying in, in here today. So maybe, it may, maybe it's time for uh, to bring that one back. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. Uh, it's good. I just throw it in. I throw it in. You've got to throw in a question like that. You get them, so you get talking about themselves, and then you do that, and then yeah, he's caught yeah, by yeah. surprise. Now we talked about it, he's had time to think about it. Yeah, but it exactly. No, I, well, not, every time I look in the mirror, I see a ghost. <laughs> I'm starting to bring it back to me there. Never mind. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not. A, can not you see a, Colin sitting here? Can you see, is, you yes, see someone yes. in this seat? Yes, he looks like Some a, days he, he's here, and some days he's not no, here. No, he, he looks like a purse with, <laughs> right. a, with a coat on him. Yeah, he could. They could. <laughs> We're a weird uh, ghost. Uh, he's the ghost of a purse. <laughs> maybe you could be, I mean, maybe, maybe we're all ghosts, and this is. You know, maybe there's a show going on right now, and we're in the middle, and like there's someone on stage being really funny, yeah. and we're here in the way. <laughs> in Edinburgh, I think you'd be happy of getting any audience you can get if it's an audience of go, go great, I've got a fucking full room of ghosts. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least I'm entertaining someone. Well, our house, this here, our, we had, used to have a, a ghost in our house. Um, what well, was a poltergeist that used to knock things over and spill things everywhere, and it, and it turned out just to be a big fat clumsy ghost <laughs> so we had it exercised come on oh come on oh Ex- shut up exercise I was brought on here as a comedian That's, you he's guys told a, he's told a joke they don't approve of jokes here they don't what <laughs> well, they want is oh, just yeah? well I'm going to do loads of them then um, I got a brand new bed I got a brand new comfy memory foam mattress that was made in Italy for the American space program it's a NASA bed <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Got you. So, okay, here's another one. Here's another one. I just invested. I just invested all my money into a brand new state-of-the-arts Irish technologies company. Oh, did you know? Oh, come on! That's a good joke. I sold that one to Anton Deck. Um, do you? I, I don't know Anton. Do you remember the? Um, do you remember the moon landing? Were you alive in 1969? You must have been. I was. I was. I was. Do you remember? Four. Yeah, so you're yeah, no, I, 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 thought I, did, I thought I did a pretty good job landing it. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah. 
Who was the guy in the in the in the capsule who didn't go on to the planet? Buzz Aldrin. No, he went on to the planet. Who oh, doesn't? It's not a planet. It's a moon. Uh, <laughs> just to be technical, I don't want to turn into someone from Twitter. I like to, I like to, uh, call, I like to uh, call it Planet Moon. <laughs> Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Yeah, he's the third man who didn't go. What, on the, to the guy, moon. the leader of the Irish Revolution. Yeah, that's how you remember. <laughs> that's how you remember him. I will. I'll never he's, forget he's that. He's stuck in the capsule. He went all the way to the moon. Oh. Thought, ah, I can't bother to get out. Oh yeah. I'll, just, I'll go what back. Say, I'll yeah, come back uh, another time. Lazy. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that's like people that go on holiday and stay in their hotel rooms. Oh, I can't bother. Nice so, well, because Neil Armstrong died. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. yeah isn't that weird? Everyone that's been on the moon is dead. Think about that. There are there are several that are still alive. Oh. Apart from that, uh, there are about okay, 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 okay. Even better, even better. Watch, just watch. I bet they all die. <laughs> they will die very soon. I think there's seven uh, left alive that have walked on the moon. Well, I I know where they live. Buzz Aldrin is one of them. <laughs> oh, Buzz we, is dead. No, Buzz is alive. He just died. No, that was Neil Armstrong. Oh, right. <laughs> was unless, unless they went, did they go out they in a suicide pact? It was a big thing. Oh no, no, no. Does it, any, any, anything have you, have that, anything Neil does, Buzz has to do five uh, minutes later. Is that it? Have you have you seen have you seen the Buzz Aldrin Snoop Dogg video? No. Buzz Aldrin has recorded a rap song, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hey, now uh, can we get that, that sort of thing? Can you dial up Buzz Aldrin? Can you, do you have Wi-Fi here? No. Oh. I don't uh, think so. Jerry will give it a go. But Buzz no, Jerry's Buzz, not even going to give it a go. He's got a very old computer there. Buzz, we to Buzz Aldrin. I'm going to do it while uh, while you put the act on. I'm going to get Buzz Aldrin and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah, oh, yeah fuck, I can do yeah, that. We yeah, we can do, do that in 10 minutes' time. Um, I've seen the... Have you seen 30 Rock when Buzz Aldrin's on? That's fantastic. No, is he good? Yeah, he's really good. And he goes... The, the moon's out in the day. And he's shouting, going, I've walked on your face, stupid moon! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it must be pretty freaky, eh? Yeah. To be to have walked on the moon. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was Glastonbury. Uh, <laughs> Would you go up there? Would you do a gig and if there was a moon comedy festival? <laughs> the moon, of course <laughs> I'd be at the moon comedy festival in like a I'd be doing mine. I do mine, but I do be like I do mine like in a land in one of those buggy moon buggies for, for buggy, you know, th- an audience of three, because I'm cool. I'm a fringe moon festival act. No, <laughs> you know how people do shows in weird places. Never mind. You know how people do. <laughs> you just go with it. That doesn't. That's yeah, okay. These people here don't matter at all. It's the people at home that are important. That's what you have yeah, to think yeah. about. <laughs> hey man, it's not the people who paid money to come see us. We have to yeah, okay, say yeah, it's yeah, the exactly. thousands of people at home who are getting this for or nothing. Who have just switched off because I've gone. Yeah, <laughs> moon rocks. Uh, no. Oh come on. That's, they don't like jokes. That's they don't, a good, they don't like is, jokes. This is a Richard Herring audience. They don't like jokes. <laughs> they don't, they're not used to them. <laughs> they just don't know what. They don't know how oh, to you process must, them. You, you must have written a joke in your time. You, you've got, got a joke? No. I, don't, I can never remember them. I can remember the ones that are in my show now. Um, the best way to determine the length of a man's penis is to get it, get him to show it to you and then measure it with the ruler. That's yeah, the kind yeah. of joke I do. <laughs> that's the kind of joke I do. <laughs> I like it. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. One of the earliest jokes I ever wrote, this is a visual one for the people at home who get, get this, and I, I, I'm, it was my sister's wedding, and I, I came up with it on the day of her, my sister's wedding, and I was determined to get it into the wedding video, and it's in there. It's me going, uh, what, what, I think I talked about the hotel at some point. I said, I know, I know the Daneswood Hotel, like the back of my hand, <laughs> as I am pointing to the front of my hand. <laughs> I was very proud of that joke. That's a very good joke. Uh, a very good joke. Never, used, never used it. Never used it in no. my set. I was 15 years old when I came up with it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the only. J- and then I, but no one liked it, so I you, stopped doing it. Well, we can all jokes. take it away. Yeah. We can all take it away. Yeah, it's fine. It's you guys, ha- you guys have a free joke right there. Yeah, you can use that. People will laugh at it because they'll go, "Hold on, that's the front of your hand." 
and you go, that's the joke, and they go, yeah. oh, so you don't know the thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. What I'm saying is I actually don't know the thing very well. And then they go, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quite good. <laughs> and then they'll use it and it'll spread. That's how it's like, that's how But then someone it. will get it wrong and do, do that. <laughs> and then everyone will go, I don't get it. Yeah. No, then Stuart Lee will come along and do that and go, yeah, I'm deliberately doing it the wrong yeah. way around. <laughs> To parody and, and, the and joke. That, 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 joke will, that joke will last 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it'll just be the sound. Just the, the sound, sound of that. Listen to the sound. The sound of the, listen to if the you sound. hear it, you listen to it. And that's, yeah. yeah you're good. Uh, what, are, what are you going to be doing after the Ed- Edinburgh Festival? Uh, Apologising to Stuart Lee. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't feel the need. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to, well, I hope to go up to um, uh, the north of Scotland for a few days and then... Oh. Um, doing festival, camp, the festival, not camp festival, festival on the Isle of Wight, that festival, and basically just going back to onto the circuit and right. doing doing some gigs and mm. trying to have fun with my life. Do you tour your shows at all now? Or do you, um, you're like your well, I'd like shows? to take this one on tour. I, did, I didn't take the last couple. I did a I did a, a character called Bobby Spade, who was sort of a beat poet thing, and it didn't it didn't uh, ignite uh, fully. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it sucked, all right? I don't <laughs> mind telling you. Uh, no, so I, hopefully this, the show the Rants will go on tour, and, uh, and I, I'm, not, I'm looking to write more. I really enjoyed doing them, so I'm looking to write more of them and come back next year with a second uh, a folio of Rants. Rants. Yeah. And what are you ranting about in your show? Nonsense. I, I rant about uh, people that say, uh, you know, you know, how, you know how you tell a good Chinese restaurant? You know how you tell a good Chinese restaurant the number of Chinese people that eat in there? Yeah, that's how you tell. That's like a, yeah, it's like, like they're telling you some classified government information, you know. You know who shot Kennedy? You know, you, you know who built the pyramids? There's another thing government doesn't want you to know. How you find good quality Chinese food? Yeah, there was Chinese people in the restaurant. It was the staff on their lunch break, okay? You racist scumbag. That, that's about eight minutes long, that rant. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's, I mean, what, what it turns out, they're Japanese. You're a racist and the food sucks. Come on, I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> um, That's the kind of stuff. Nonsense. Basically. Do you like uh, ter- pterodactyl-based uh, <laughs> uh, dinosaurs? Uh, I'm not, I, have none. I don't know if I've got a dinosaur joke. No, I don't. Do you? Have you seen this thing? This is a no, pterodon. Oh, pterodon. Pterodon. Someone's going to win that. I used to love dinosaurs. I'm surprised I don't know. I used to be obsessed with dinosaurs. Yeah. 28 years old I was when that happened, Laura. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you? Oh. No, I'm not I saying that. I'm, I'm doing the joke about me. you thought I would be young and then I was older. That's oh, yeah. I wasn't being rude to Laura. <laughs> I did that earlier. I'm not going to go back and retread the same ground. That was not the kind of Don't thing I'd do. Don't be rude to Laura. <laughs> Sorry, it's like a 60s tune. Don't be rude to Laura. You know, I like one of those 60s songs with a... No, never mind. Do you have a, <laughs> do you have a favourite dinosaur of all the dinosaurs? Um, uh, no. Do you think dinosaurs uh, had cloacas like birds do? Uh, I, don't be- I don't believe in dinosaurs. You don't believe in them? No. They're like, they're like ghosts to me. <laughs> Uh, I do you never see it. any dinosaur ghosts, do you? If they were ghosts, you'd think they'd be di- you'd think they'd be ghosts of, yeah, that'd be of great. dinosaurs. And be, wouldn't it be amazing if, as you said that, a brontosaurus <laughs> came out there, came running through? <laughs> it would be quite good. I don't really know much dinosaur. about dinosaurs. It's just one of those things. I'm not. I'm sort of uh, not, not in the kind of natural history world. I mean, I've been to the Natural History Museum, but mm. I, I just I've never really, never really got into it. I mean, you know, people. What I guess you see a lot of stuff on TV about it. Yeah, you do. Tell me, yeah. Jurassic Park. That's where, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. that's where I learned everything. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight years old I was when that came out. 
it needs to be at the end of something that's a, a childish thing. I'll do yeah, it. I'll do okay. another one later. Okay. Because I was 28 years old probably when Jurassic Park <laughs> came yeah. out. I'm gonna you just. I'm gonna go back and research things that happened when I was 28 okay. years old, and then just come out and tell people them and say 28 years old. old at the end of it. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell a load of stories about how I was on a bus. Yeah. And then I got off the bus. Yeah. When you were 28 years yeah, old. Yeah, and then I'm going to tell the time when I was at school, but it turns out I was a teacher. Okay. And you think I'm at school, but it turns out I'm a teacher. And then yeah. I go, and I was, I was one of the teachers. Yeah. And how old were you? 28 years old. It's always... It's always you can't trick me with it, because it's always the same no, answer. Exactly. You can try and I, I keep them thrown at me. You could, you could have, a, you could, if you do it in Edinburgh, have an audience where you have to, you can only be 28 years old to come to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't come back on regularly. <laughs> what if someone has their birthday during the show? Are they ejected? Yeah, they're someone, ejected. Chucked is. out. Yeah, chucked out. Too old. <laughs> it's like Carousel in Logan's Run. Yeah. You know, when you, you, they fly up into the air and are shot down by lasers. You're too old for the show. The only I can't really. Rem- Sorry, Laura. That's the only bit I can get through. The only bit I can remember about Logan's Run is Jenny Agatha swimming in that pond. So I can't, I can't remember anything. That's the bit that keeps coming back to me. It's yeah. bloody amazing. <laughs> if I could travel back to any point in history, it would be to Logan's that. Logan's Run. To, to, lo- to that being filmed in Logan's Run. If I could travel through oh, that time. Filmed, that yeah, yeah. Meant, you, thought, you, you thought it was real. I'm like, I, I want to go to that point in history. No, I want to go, go see Jenny Agatha swimming in that pool as herself, yeah. pretending to be someone else. Yeah. And I'm watching yeah. from a bush. Yeah. <laughs> Mass, and, I'm, and, be massive, and you're 28, you're 28 years old. If I can become 28 years old, that would be good because I'll yeah. be a bit older now. If I go back, I'll be 45 now. If oh, I yeah. go back on my age, and she'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. get away, you old wanking man in a bush. <laughs> but if well, I. If you're 28 years old, don't go away, young wanking man in a bush. <laughs> Look at that young penis. <laughs> It looks looks like it operates very well. Well, well, if, well if, if that's the it case, it hasn't taken ages for you to get it erect. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Too much information. Uh, <laughs> what you're saying basically it doesn't matter about the rest of the body as long as the penis is young. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> is that true, ladies? Yeah. How shallow are you, ladies? <laughs> All you want is a young penis. You don't care what the rest of me looks like. I'm disgusted. The no, sorry, is- I'm disgusting. <laughs> it's good to know the penis is young because the scrotum always looks so old. Uh, however, old, however old you are. I know the scrotum yeah. is born old. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. Maybe it's, it's like Benjamin like... Button and it gets less old as it gets. <laughs> when you, well, what, no, when like... you get old, it becomes a lovely, beautiful, <laughs> s- smooth, <laughs> tiny <laughs> little sphere. Little, little marble. Yeah. Little tiny. Um, maybe. Oysters that could become oysters. <laughs> we, know, we don't know, do Pearls, we? Yeah. we are, I think they get worse. <laughs> My feeling is they get a bit more saggy and, uh, and they, go uh, play. They, they, do. Like they don't know and warns you about this, fellas. The, the no. stuff that happens to your balls when you get 40. You can start You're smiling now, aren't you? Yeah. But when, it, when you get to 40, it's a terrible. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> it looks, look what's happened to your head. I mean, that's, yeah. that's only half of the problem. Now they say you can say a lot about the shape of a man's uh, testicles by the shape of his head. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, that sounded wrong. That's not what I meant. I actually meant, oh, never mind. I'm going to dig myself in deeper there. I'm just saying, you wax. <laughs> I think he's going to he's going to tell what's happening. I thought we were going to come on and discuss comedy yeah. and politics. <laughs> we decided to go for the we, sorry, we had to liven this audience up a bit. We've got we've got them to a we've point. We've got them. They've woken up. They I'm are. feeling less hungover. We're going to take a break while you're going to go and look at uh, Buzz Aldrin singing some music on your phone. Yes, I am. Uh, and we're going to have some stand up uh, from. He's actually finished his show. He just finished his show just before today. Just so that you can't go and see him. So this is your only chance. This is your only chance to see him. But uh, I've heard a lot about him. We please welcome the incredible Tony Jameson, ladies and gentlemen.
Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? Are you well? Yeah, excellent. Good, right. As uh, Richard says, my name's Tony. Um, I'm from a little place uh, sort of halfway between Newcastle and Sunderland called Washington. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the North East, sort of really, before we go any further, because I think the whole sort of stereotype of the North East people is very similar to the Scots, you know, and that we're deemed to be quite tough, you know, and, uh, and I think that's probably true until maybe about five weeks ago when uh, Newcastle was underwater and we had the Geordie floods. I don't know if you saw this on the news. It was amazing. Like I say, Newcastle city centre completely flooded. There was shell suits sailing up the streets. It was a sight to see. Uh, there was still one bloke in no T-shirt in the piss and rain trying to punch lightning. Because uh, <laughs> uh, lightning's gay, apparently. Um, you know, and uh, I'm trying to work out the reasons as to why the Geordie floods actually happened as well. And I think I've narrowed it down to two potential thoughts. Uh, number one is potentially to wash away the sin of the Geordie shore. Uh, that could have been the first one. Or number two, ladies in Newcastle have finally got their hands on Fifty Shades of Grey. So... <laughs> about as far as I can take that, to be honest, um, you know, but uh, I mean, you get to see some fantastic sights as well, obviously doing stand-up and that, uh, we did a couple of shows in Newcastle last night uh, before I came back up here and we saw, uh, me and all the comics saw a proper Geordie fight kick-off, you know, the sort you get between a man and a woman, um, and, uh, and the woman's winning by a considerable margin as well, you know, she's, uh, she's pummeling the bloke to the floor, uh, the fella goes down onto his knees, starts crying, the woman at that point, to her eternal credit, turned back round, sat in her own wheelchair and fucked up. Off. It was a, uh, it was amazing. It was like a mugging by Robocop's nan. You know, it was fantastic. But uh, but no, the thing that I really do want to come up and talk about really is uh, is that I'm 32, right? I'm 32, and I've sort of reached this sort of midlife crisis point, I think. And uh, I've reached the stage where a lot of fellas in this room are probably sort of with me on this one, where I'm just getting annoyed at shit needlessly, right? And uh, so yeah, it happens. So I started to Google stuff the other day, and I was like, right, I want to work out what annoys people, you know? And uh, and I found this list on the internet, right? Uh, the 100 things that annoy readers of the Telegraph newspaper. Okay, now I'm not going to go through the full 100 things because between you and me readers of the telegraph tend to be pricks so uh <laughs> not gonna go with it right but i am just gonna give you a little potted summary of what i dealt with the personal highlights okay uh so number one on the list of 100 things that annoy the telegraph readers are chavs right chavs chavas ned scallies the sort of jeremy kyle crowd right that's their number one concern okay just to put that into a little bit of context for you number 15 on the list is stubbing your toe so uh <laughs> It's quite a disparity there, isn't there, really, you know? Um, number 16 on the list is bullying, so uh, they're quite ambivalent towards bullying. Uh, you know, little Jimmy comes home from school, Mam, I'm being bullied. I don't care, I've hurt me toe on this stupid coffee table! Piss off, Jimmy. Uh, number 34 on the list is muggers. Uh, muggers are just a mild annoyance, apparently. Uh, must have some sort of service to provide in the society. Uh, muggers, by the way, are deemed less annoying than leaving a tissue in the pocket of your jeans and putting them in the washing machine. So... <laughs> My heart is starting to bleed for the Telegraph readers at this point. Uh, number 43 on the list is feeling bloated. Uh, number, four, yeah. number 44, though, is the recession. Um, so <laughs> you can't just take a couple of rennies and get rid of that fucker, can you? Um, uh, 65 on the list is diarrhoea. Um, number 66, constipation. So good idea to keep those two both together. <laughs> Um, and then get this one, 93, right? 93 on the list. The seventh least annoying trouble in the Telegraph readers' lives, okay, are bankers. You know bankers, the people who fucked the world up royally, the reason that none of us have any money anymore? Uh, well, bankers, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, are deemed less annoying than people who are not polite in emails and struggling to find the end of sellotape. So... <laughs> 
You know what? They can just get to fuck, really, can't they? Um, but uh, no, this has been absolutely lovely talking to you. As, uh, like Richard says, uh, my show was about an hour ago, so you can't come to it. Uh, but uh, if you do want to sort of like come and have a look at anything, then uh, I've got a website, which is tonyjameson.co.uk, or if you're on Twitter, it's at Tony Jameson. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I've been Tony Jameson. Take care, and I'll see you all soon. All the best. Goodbye. <laughs> Tony Jameson, ladies and gentlemen. God, he's got a funny haircut, hasn't he? Got, here we go. You want to hear it all, don't you, really? <laughs> Sorry, Richard. It's all yeah. right. We'll probably have to pay Buzz Aldrin some money now. He's a bit, <laughs> he's a bit punchy, Buzz Aldrin, as well. Have you seen that we were just talking about it backstage? Uh, Jerry was saying that there was, that he was, someone was doing a con- <laughs> conspiracy thing uh, and then said, is there any questions? You know, doing a big talk about conspiracy. Jerry, the, the tech guy here, saying, has anyone got any questions? And someone put their hand up and went, are you calling me a fucking liar? And then came down, it was Buzz Aldrin. had come to the thing and sort of walked down towards the stage and the man had to run away. But also another... <laughs> Another conspiracy theorist guy goes around kind of filming guys trying to make them admit that they're liars, and Buzz Aldrin yeah. just punched him in the face. <laughs> which is, fa- and there's nothing, he's like an old man as well, but obviously yeah. they're, they're a pretty tough guy. Yeah, these these guys who've been to the moon, they're pretty fucking tough. So he still, he still managed to <laughs> knock him down. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Amazing. He looked pretty tough in that video. He's, yeah. it, the video was called Rocket Experience, Snoop Dogg and Buzz, if you want to go home and check that out. He said Buzz did a lot. Buzz Aldrin did a lot of kind of, does a lot of kind of TV stuff, especially yeah. now. He's in quite a few things. He was Neil Armstrong kept himself to himself, didn't he? Yeah. He sort of rested on the laurels up into the moon. Wasn't the story that Neil, Neil Armstrong went a little bit mad from it though, because he was depressed for the rest of his life? Was that not the story? Uh, Neil Armstrong was a little bit. Is that the story? Anyone know? Yeah, that is the story. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Neil Armstrong psychiatrist there. He always, he always comes in. Yeah, he did. He got a bit down. I mean, it's, it's like Stuart's uh, routine, isn't it, Stuart? Do you see that routine? I've walked in space, you know, no. going to see Shrek 2 holds a little interest oh, for yeah, me. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever it was. It wasn't even as good as Shrek 2. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's your, f- have you got any favourite Edinburgh memories from all these 21, 20 years of experience? Oh, man. Well, I, I you know, there's so many that it's, uh, I've been, I mean, Edinburgh is such a beautiful place and such an exciting, the month of August is very exciting. And I, I can't, oh, but you want something, something funny. I, no, I, kind of doesn't have to be. It can I, be beautiful. It can be something beautiful. Something, something beautiful. Uh, well, I, I, I was with um, Mike Wilmot uh, one year. Mike's a Canadian friend of mine. It was his first year over, and we were sitting in Bristow Square, where there's now the uh, the Outer Belly was just a square with skateboarders in it, oh, and yeah. out front nice. of the. And we were, were it was late at night, and it was all trees around. It was really dark, and we were rolling a a, a, a jazz cigarette, and uh, and and we were sitting there, and we were having a little laugh, and we'd been there for the whole festival, and we were giggling away to each other, and then we heard this, we heard this this couple having sex. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, and we were like, what? Where is it coming from? We were kind of trying to look around, and we could see just in on the other right across the square from us, up this guy had this girl uh, sort of up against the wall, and she was kind of sitting on him. And she's like, oh yeah, oh, oh, and we were like thinking, with really giggling like two little schools, and we're asking this, like, this is amazing, oh yeah, oh, uh, and we're like going, this is, this is hilarious, and then we thought this this couldn't get any better, and just at that point, the fireworks went off, and the guy picked the girl up and pushed her against one, yeah, and we were like, this is awesome, this is awesome. Oh, my 
my God. The two of them probably thought that was amazing. The other good shagging story I've got. They're nearly all shagging. I was sitting in the middle of the day in, in the meadows, and, uh, and I, was, I was just drinking a, a can of Iron Brew uh, by the tennis courts, and I was watching this. It was a sunny day, uh, and there was all these people on the meadows, and there was a girl sitting on top of her boyfriend. He was lying on his back. She was sitting with a holly hobby dress on, like quite a nice-looking, pretty sort of university-age girl. And then I slowly, as I was watching this, I just see she was kind of rocking back and forth, and I could just see by the motion of the guy's body that they were they were humping uh, which is a Canadian term for shagging and uh, and so I Andrew Maxwell called me at that moment like, you're not going to believe what I'm watching Andy like it's in there's people playing football around them and running around tennis going on and I'm like I'm not so, and so Andy went where are you and he came running he goes, he goes sprinting around the corner with two cans of beer and we sat there right and she was facing us and the guy's head was, was facing us so he couldn't see us and she realized after a few minutes because the two like grown men going <laughs> <laughs> so she started putting on a show, throwing her hair back, <laughs> throwing her hair back, and then the guy. And obviously, the, and as just as they were sort of climaxing, one of those big Seahawk helicopters came over. You know, there's the hospital right there, so they bring like uh, anyone that's been injured on the oil rig. So this big like helicopter comes flying, <laughs> and it has to land on the thing, so it's right above them, and the wind is blowing her hair, <laughs> and we're going. And we were so excited by the whole thing uh, that uh, at the at the Edinburgh Mosque there every during Ed, every August there's a there's a what there's what a, you run to the Edinburgh Mosque saying hey guys come on <laughs> hey you didn't like Western civilization before wait till you see this <laughs> come on ah <laughs> uh, we were a little drunk okay. Uh, we, we did. We actually we went from there, and then we, there was a fair on. And uh, Maxwell and I have been to a number of fairs together, and we always try and find the, the ride that looks the most likely to come off its hinges and kill you, and then ride it. Because uh, even a really crappy little ride can be pretty exciting if you think you could die. Right? <laughs> so we were on some teacup ride with our beers. <laughs> <laughs> we're like old grannies. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we went to the mosque and had a really nice meal. They took us around the mosque. We went to the to, went, there's an Islam festival on at the same time. Which you, they they will take you through the mosque and show you and talk to you about about the religion and and and, and maybe the history of it. And if you know anything about Maxwell, he's, he just he loves knowledge. He loves knowing about stuff. So he was like taking it all in. Whereas I was sort of like just drunk and enjoying the day. Uh, but maybe I should. That sounds horrible. It sounds like I'm uh, being patronizing. But I was just. And it was one of those amazing days. Where you think, wow, this can only happen in Edinburgh. That wouldn't. I can't imagine that happening in, in uh, Crouch End where I live. No, I, I can't know. imagine happening in Edinburgh because I just stay in and watch going for gold. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they, oh, they were going for gold. All right. were, uh, <laughs> now I know about what, all that's going out in the world. I might go and do some stuff rather than staying in. The other, the podcasts. other shagging story I like. I've yeah. got, <laughs> Look, is there uh, one that you're involved in, uh, or that you're not just <laughs> watching and wanking? Uh, 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 I don't bring in s- something loud to end it. Well, that's what I need. <laughs> bring in some kind of lot loud. How am I going to ejaculate? Uh, it comes the fly uh, past. Yeah. Oh. I watched this couple. I was on the moon once. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you could, I might, well, making love on the moon would be weird because you're only worth six, uh, one sixth of your weight. Yeah. So you could like, shag a lot of really fat chicks. <laughs> I do that on the. <laughs> Are you, what? Make, That's make a, a good thing. Making love on the moon, and you go boom. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> 
Okay, change the subject. One small ejaculation for you. <laughs> um, uh, one small <laughs> squirt for mankind. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh. We're making up as we go along. Uh, so look, oh, we've no, got we, to, no, we wrote that. Back <laughs> we've been back scripting this very carefully. <laughs> um, we're going to do competition now, where one of you can win um, all of that stuff, not the talking cock tickets, which I'm just going to give out to first come, first serve. I'll go and stand at the back, and if you want them, you can have them. But you've got to come. You've got to come to the show. Don't have to come in the show. No, no masturbating in the show. It's quite a sexy show. I want you to be able to control yourself till later. All right, you promise. So, uh, but yeah, all the other stuff I'll give away now. So, what we're gonna—we need everyone to stand up uh, in the audience. We're gonna make some statements. They're either true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're put they're false, put your hands on the, your bottom, the seat of old falsehood. Uh, and if um, you're not sure, put your hands on my bottom. We're here. <laughs> and uh, if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. Matt Kirshen, who was in our audience today, has just left out the back door, so I can tell this uh, fact about him. Uh, was down to be in the English version of the American show Doogie Howser MD. He was going to play Doogie Howser, and it's an, it wasn't the character's called something else, but it's it's an English version of it. Is that it didn't it never came off, but he was down to play it. Is that true or false? True if you're on your head, false on your bottom. Splitting the room. No way of absolutely verifying it. It might be true, but it, I think it's false. He yeah. said he's now gone. So sit down if you said false. Wow. I'm sorry if you said true. <laughs> that was the second one. Sit down if you said true. Have you, got, have you got a statement of truth or falsehood? Oh, have I got a statement of yeah. truth or falsehood? Oh, this could be about anything. You must have some. Uh, you make it up about, or you can tell the truth. About anything. Um, about anything you like. Oh, about anything I like. Uh, um, oh, um... The uh, the year that uh, I, I I won the If Talk Comedy Award, I also won the award for the stage best uh, actor in a play. True or false? True or false? Well, uh, Laura says definitely false. <laughs> that could never happen. What is the answer? Uh, it's false. It is false. Yeah. So you're right. Nom- nominated, didn't win. <laughs> You nominated but didn't win. Have you ever won that? I won, I won it the year after. Yeah, there you go. He's, uh, we, he was just showing off, really. Uh, <laughs> no, so it's like Laura and our bald friend are still in. That's just, for, that's just to keep it interesting for people at home. Because they invest in the personalities. It's like, it's, it's like Big Brother or something. They go, where's Colin today? He's out. He's not here. Um, so I have a tattoo of Stuart Lee's face on my right buttock. Is that true? <laughs> true or false? <laughs> I can't wait to see the proof. It is false. I, I got rid of one man. One man said it was true. But imagine if it had been true, you'd have won. You'd have won everything. So, have you got another one? We've got to get rid of some of them. Uh, That's the uh, idea. Um, I've got another one. Yes. Uh, um, uh, John Travolta was originally set to play the part of Fonzie in Happy Days. Oh, true or false? That's a good one. Well, this is going to divide. Laura has gone for true. Bald man. Has come for, for boss. It's true. It'd be very it easy to find. It'd be very easy to find. It's true. Uh, what happened was he ended up taking a part in Welcome Back, Carter. Yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah, I've playing that, Vinnie yeah. Barbarino. Uh, Phil Nichols' real name is Simon Harris. Is that true or false? Hands on your head if you think it's true. Hands on your bottom if you think it's false. So this side going for false, this side going for true. Is, is that true or false? That's false. <laughs> Simon Harris is a brilliant name. <laughs> Why would I change it to Phil Nickel? It's an obvious really comedy, bad, that really comedy bad name he's got, that yeah. Phil Nickel Phil comedy. Phil Nickel, to that twist. <laughs> Have we got another, another statement of truth or falsehood? Um, Richard Herring's real name is Richard Herring. True or true false? True or false. Mm. Mm, there's some people saying false, a lot of people saying true. It is true. Okay, it is yeah, my yeah. real 
name. Um, that, that might have been a red herring. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had sex with one of the people who's still standing in this audience. Is that true? Is that true or false? Hey, Laura. <laughs> in the audience. He's the only one that knows. <laughs> Looks familiar. Has anybody had sex with me? I mean, a few of the sitting ones have. That's what I think it's false. Don't so. <laughs> I think, in fact, unless you knew that Actually, you, you had. In, can you come into the light? And said everyone else had said false. You should really have changed your answer once you looked around. Unless they didn't want to win. There's still time, though. That's all I'm saying. They're still, they're still, we're not dead yet, Laura. That's what I'm saying. Not yet. You're going gonna to have to hurry up. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, have, you got an, have you got one? We've got to get yes, some people. Uh, I might the, have been the, very bad. This, the, the original design of the Canadian flag, when it went from, uh, from having the, the Union Jack on it to what is now the Maple Leaf, was originally going to be a beaver in red. In red. True or false? Laura is saying no. This is divide the audience. This is a good one. It's false. It is false, Dolores. <laughs> People. No. People are nuts, aren't they? Uh, so who's still in? We're Laura. We've got a couple of girls working together as a team, sharing answers. Uh, lady back. Is, all, is it all ladies? And then a gentleman there. You're not going to win, mate. Have you seen the, seen the class of ladies we've got over here? I'm going to make sure they win. Um, <laughs> Not having some beardy bloke. That's just adding a bit of jeopardy for the people at home. Uh, Canada is my fifth favourite country. Is that true or false? <laughs> They're both going false. He's good. The man's gone for true. Uh, so, uh, uh, and the girls are divided. Ooh, they're divided. Ooh, changed it minute, last minute. It's a shame it's false because I don't have. I wouldn't start categorising countries like that. It's, All right. And, and Canada would no way be in the top five. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> if I was, if I was gonna start being racist. So if, I, if I was Canadian, I'd be really upset about that. Um, okay, so we're down to three. You're out. Yeah. yeah, you're still standing up. Are you? Are you in, madam? You're still in the back there. Yeah, yeah you're not just standing in. Yep. Is there one over there? Is, uh, someone, someone hiding in the back as well. There's another man. All right. Well, uh, the, I'm going to go. On. Oh, no. The, the, act, the actor, comedian Bill Murray was born in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. True or false? You've done very well. I'm very impressed. Three gone for true. They've all gone for true, I think, which is, makes it pretty yeah. pointless. Yeah, because it's false. All, right, all, st- all, stay, all stay standing up. <laughs> hey, all st- no one comes to your show. All, <laughs> all stay standing up. State you're still in because that, that was the wrong thing. I'm going to do a... Uh, uh, do you know how tall you are in feet and inches, Phil? Don't, uh, t- don't say what it is. Okay. You, do you know? Do you know the answer? Yep. Okay. Well, how tall is Phil Nickel? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Laurie. You've got to give a numerical answer. Five foot eight. Madam and this, uh, the... How tall? Don't help. No helping. <laughs> five seven. It's close, sir. If it is a sir, I can't see. Five seven and a half. Five seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Madam? Five nine. Thank you. <laughs> How tall are you, Phil? Well, 5'9", obviously. <laughs> I'm 5'7 and a half. 5'7 and a half. The gentleman wins. Sorry. Could you pass that stuff back to him? We'll Here, I'll take it, it to him. So take it to him. There's some oh, love look at parts that. But uh, there are some... T- are, you, are you doing any of some tickets there? Do you want to take Someone else. There's one ticket to see Michael Lane. Do you want that? 
Go see Mark Leggett straight after this. It's quite good. Uh, if anyone wants uh, Talking Cock tickets, I'm going to stand at the back. Just come and ask for them. The first come, first serve. But please only... I have to pay for these, so only come if you can come. Okay, so don't take them. If you, if you want to take them and give them to someone else you think will like it, that is also fine. Uh, it'd be nice to have people in. We sold some tickets. It's just nice to have people in, isn't it, yeah, Phil? Yeah, it is great. For the last show. So um, will you please, thank you very much for coming. Well, tomorrow we have Rumpel. I was going to ask what you should have asked him, but never mind, I'll ask you backstage. Uh, and uh, maybe some other people as well. Maybe uh, Oryx and Crake might get up on stage, who you don't know who they are either. They're not even called that. They're called Orbucks and Pepper. Uh, and uh, maybe some surprises may not be. It might be really rubbish, but it's the 50th ever episode of Rich James. Edinburgh Fringe Podcast tomorrow. Please give it up for my guest today, Phil Nicholl and Tony Jameson. Thank you very much for coming. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be I'll be back there in a sec. <laughs>